podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome everyone to episode 10 of VAR at the Bar Bite Size. My name is Chris and I'm, who am I with tonight? Hello, it's Dan. How are you doing, mate? You okay? I'm very good, thanks. You doing all right? Very well, thank you. About 15 minutes after the England game against Ukraine. Yeah. So, happy bunny? Yes, very happy. Could not <laughs> be happier. Great stuff. So... This episode, we'll be just rounding up the whole of the, the quarterfinals. Um, and we'll start with England-Ukraine. Well, it's fresh in our minds. Okay. 4-0, you predicted that, <laughs> amazingly, <laughs> as I laughed at you when you said that before. Yeah. yeah it went well, did, didn't it? Yeah, it, um, it, it, went, it went really well. Uh, Ukraine, they had a little bit of a threat up front at times, but for the most part, I thought that England, uh, they had great coverage in midfield again. Bryce and Phillips did a lot of work off the ball, sort of holding those positions, keeping them at bay. And then we got the ball to our dangerous players, didn't we? Uh, Sterling yeah. was on the ball a lot at the start. Again, taking responsibility, taking men on, took the game to the Ukraine, and then it opened things up early doors. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit surprised with Sancho starting. Obviously, I thought that came a bit from a bowl out of the blue. I thought he might have gone maybe with Foden again, but nice to see him start. Early yeah. goal helped massively, didn't it? Yeah, Steady of course. Definitely. I thought being a bit autocritical, as I always am, the keeper, I thought, probably could have made it a bit more difficult for Harry Kane, but it was a fantastic ball played by, by Sterling. Got himself into a great area and some typical Kane awareness then gave that chance, didn't it? Yeah, great great through ball by Sterling. And then Kane, um, like you say, the keeper was bearing down on him. Mm. Probably could have been a little bit more bullish. And oh, I thought so, yeah. Diving in at Kane's feet. But um, Kane did all he could. All he could do there is really sort of flick the ball up and lift it. And that, that was enough, wasn't it? Just to yeah. get it past the keeper. Quality finish. Yeah, it is. It is quality. Because <clears throat> he had split-second decision and he made the right ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then... Obviously, just dominated the majority of the first half. They took off a defender, changed their formation, which actually gave England a few problems, didn't it? Down the left side, wasn't it? Their left, all right. I can't get it to say his name. The Manchester City player, the midfielder. Zinchenko. That's the one. Uh, caused a few bit moments of problems, didn't he, down there? And had a few slight scares but more for via complacency, really, wasn't it? I think so. I think um, we were well in control at that point. And then when they did make the change, we didn't react quickly to it, did we? Mm. But um, that was addressed at half-time. And I think it um, came flying out the blocks, didn't they, England? Second oh, half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did see Carl Walker make a few mistakes tonight. 
just hope that that's his glut done now. <laughs> and Pickford as well. Uh, <laughs> but no, second half, uh, fantastic. I mean, one great delivery by Shaw. Fantastic uh, header by Maguire. Thought for a second he's going to be called offside, but it absolutely brilliant timing of, of the run. And again, Luke Shaw for the, was it the third goal where Kane's second? Yeah. Fantastic. Bit of nifty work again by Sterling to, to set him through on the left. Great ball. Fantastic awareness. And another great header that Kane's not going to miss, is he? No, no, he's not from there. But like you say, it's all about the quality of the cross, wasn't mm. it? Superb. Um, yeah. Really left the defenders in an impossible situation. It's just, yeah. you, can't, you can't cross the ball any better than that, can you? No, I mean, it made, it made their defending look bad, which it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't, it was the delivery of the ball because it went through about five players, didn't it? And Kane was the only one there and it just landed perfectly for him. I mean, there's nothing yeah. much really they could do to be honest with that, without probably giving away a penalty. So, Yeah, yeah. But um, if you want to talk about bad defending, you'd talk about the Jordan Henderson goal. Oh, it was, uh, he lost his man very easily on that corner, didn't he? I don't think any. I don't Did, did they mark anyone on the corner? <laughs> I well, just think... They started off man for man, and, and then, then he sort of yeah. stepped out and darted in, and that was enough to lose him. Yeah, I mean, I felt a bit sorry for the keeper then, because the, there's four shots there that he probably... Definitely the three they had no chance with. And then I was thinking this could be five or six, but then they made the changes and just, you know, eased their way through the the rest of the game. Yeah, selfishly, I was a little bit disappointed with the um, the, the lower tempo yeah. after the changes came in because you brought on some attacking players that have yeah. not really had much to do all tournament. I would have liked to see them a bit more involved. Yeah, I would have liked to maybe have seen a bit more of a cutthroat element to it, give Southgate a bit bit more of a headache on his selections if they score, like say, another couple of more goals, maybe Rashford and uh, Calvert-Lewin, <laughs> you know, or even Bellingham. Yeah. But, but obviously they just played the played it, um, you know, just played tiki-taka football, didn't they, really? Just tapping it across the back line. I'd, I'd rather see them playing it higher up the pitch and giving those attacking a more high a chance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But now as a whole, very good performance. Only my only reservation is obviously they can only play people in front of them, but I, it doesn't feel like they've had a massive test yet. No, and no, no. You're going straight into a semi-final, massive game against the Danes who I think will will um test them. But we'll obviously talk about that later on in the pod. But that would be that will nicely put us now to the Denmark game today. 2-1. Did you manage to watch that one? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I seen the. I saw the highlights of the first half and I watched the second half. So I can, do you want to just explain what happened in the first half, if that's all right, mate? <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, Denmark went ahead after five minutes. Uh, Thomas Delaney got a free header on a corner and that put their noses in front. Um, Czech Republic took a little while to settle into the game. But for the most part, I thought they were the team on the front foot for a lot of the first half. And they got sucker punched with a, it was a goal from Dolberg, but uh, an unbelievable cross from, uh, sorry, is it Mailer? Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, Mailer? that's it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 
got darting down the left wing and then yeah. from the outside of the right boot, pinpoint cross where Dolberg just couldn't miss. I mean, world, world class crossing tonight, hasn't there? Or today, sorry. From it's both. been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> good finish by Dolberg as well. He's had a bit of a funny time at Nice this year. He's been a bit of a flop, to be honest. There's been a massive issue where he had his watch stolen when he first moved there and it cost about 100 grand and he he outed one of their main players about it and it was all messy. All right. And then um, this year has been a bit of a disaster for him and he hasn't managed to get many games in. I think a few of the fans there have been a bit... You know, he cost a lot of money to move as well from Ajax. But now he seems to be repaying at least his, his international country, getting himself on the market if he's looking for a move away. Seems to be a good finisher, doesn't he? he you know, as yeah. an old-fashioned striker, really. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's started to bang a few goals in, hasn't he? He's um, definitely getting into good positions in mm. and around the box. Yeah. Um, that's something that uh, England will have to watch out for in the semi-final. It is. I, I must admit, um, from the second half, Czech Republic seemed to play two up front, if I'm right. He moved it, yeah. changed it around, and the Danes struggled with that change at the beginning. And yeah. I'm right yeah. for it. And I think Czech Republic earned a, a well-earned sort of goal from it, to be fair. I thought they was going get, to get an equaliser as well. The momentum had totally shifted. And yeah. It was coming as well because mm. they got so many balls into the box and they looked so dangerous. And I thought that as the game went on, over 90 minutes, I thought the Czechs played all the better football, if I'm honest. They, they sort of sat back, didn't they, the Danes, and went on sort of looking for the more of the counter-attacks. Yeah, really. they didn't, it didn't suit them, in my opinion. And they've, played, they've definitely played better football in the tournament. They seem to have uh, less legs on the pitch and in midfield than they had in previous games. Um, so I, I think that uh, they are a quality team. England definitely have to be wary of them and respect them. If, if they don't, they'll they'll definitely perish. Mm. But there's no reason why they can't beat the Danes based on what I've seen today. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree with you there. And obviously that the whole factor of minutes played with the players, etc. That was a quite an high octane ninety minutes that the Danes played to where England played sixty minutes probably at. 80%. They, they still had more gears to go up, didn't they? You know, even in the first half. Yeah, yeah. There's not yeah. too many fitness concerns for England, is there? I think not particularly. The only one for me was um, Declan Rice cramped up against Germany towards the end. Yeah. I probably would have rested him for this game. Yeah. And given Henderson maybe the start. Or, I mean, yeah. we, all, we all want in a perfect world to have given Foden or Grealish to start through the middle, but... We know that that's not how it's going to happen. So there's no point <laughs> wishing yeah. that, is there? But I thought, to be honest, that the the Czechs were very unlucky not to at least have taken that probably to an extra time, to be I fair. So. Yeah, they had um, 16 attempts on goal. You, know, yeah. you can't, can't grumble at that. No. And they had the majority of possession. Yeah, they were unlucky. They... Um, they were knocking on the door for a, a good a good 70 minutes of that game. Yeah. yeah. But that, now we move on to last night's games. Yeah. Uh, start with Switzerland versus Spain. Did you manage to watch any of this one? Yes, I did. Yeah. 
What was your overall thoughts on it? I thought Switzerland were very unlucky. I thought they were the better team until the red card. And even after the red card, I thought they were still the better team yeah. by, <laughs> into the last uh, 90 minutes. But then in extra time, that's when they started to struggle with the legs. Yeah. What did you think of the red card? Was it in your opinion or do you think not? Um, in my opinion, I probably wouldn't have given a free kick for it. <laughs> Maybe I'm no. a little bit old school, but it seemed like he slid in, he won the ball. And then the, the only thing is that his trailing leg, his trailing leg was um, the one that caught him a little bit on the follow through. But I, I didn't see it as like reckless or dangerous or that out of control that it, it was going to break someone's leg. So for me, I, I didn't see anything in it, to be honest. No, I think he got it totally wrong, personally. I thought yellow card uh, at worst. Uh, even the slow motion that normally makes it look so bad didn't even make it look particularly as bad. I think they were a bit, a little bit robbed because obviously that then sends the impetus onto Spain, doesn't it? They got that extra man now, and it. Yeah, it was unlucky. I mean, the, the manner of the own goal at the start. Oh, yeah. Horrible <laughs> deflection that was, wasn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and then the injury to Mbolo having to go off. Yeah. And then yeah. the red card as well. It just all went against Switzerland. And then a lacklustre Spain really didn't take advantage at all for me. I was, I was really unimpressed with Spain. I mean, how did Moreno miss that, that shot, <laughs> to be honest? I know yeah. the pose, but... Whew. He, he was a bit harder to, to score it, wasn't it, really? <laughs> and then, obviously, it went to penalties and um, a, a couple of awful penalties there by the Swiss. Uh, yeah, tonight. I'd like those back. Well, I, was, yeah. I thought they might be better because the penalties were so good against mm. France, but then a complete change of style yeah. where they're trying to slot them into the bottom corner. Where Got overcom- overconfident, I thought. chance, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. They over- well, they overthought it at the very yeah. least. It was but, a shame. But amazingly, like Spain, who have been not particularly great all the tournament, have managed somehow to get themselves into a semi-final. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing. And it can only get better, really, for them. I don't think they could get any probably worse than they had been. Um, so it would be interesting what, what they'll come out with in the semi-final against, obviously, Italy who knocked out Belgium 2-1. Yes. That was a good game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was a clash of two heavyweights, wasn't it? Mm. Two really good, informed teams. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, obviously, at the beginning of the match, our boy Cellini had another one short off offside. He needs to start to learn to be on the side for set pieces because he did the same against Switzerland in the group games. <laughs> maybe it's his age or something he just can't get himself back move himself around enough <laughs> was it Cellini or was it Bonucci this yeah, I think it was Bonucci was it Bonucci oh sorry well it's one or the other they're both over 35 so <laughs> <laughs> but so they had a goal disallowed then Italy went 1-0 up very nicely taken goal by Nicolò Barella and then yeah. one of the most stupidest things I must have seen in football, and it wasn't Insignia's fantastic goal, 
it was the absolute cheatingness of Immobile. Yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything so stupid in the whole of my life, have you? Well, to be honest, I have seen it before in football. Yeah. Yeah, Not in a um, big stage like this, though, surely. Where so I take it, I take it you're referring to the uh, the the play acting of the feigning of the injury, and then as soon as the score gets yeah, up on his feet, he gets up and runs up. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I have I have seen that before. Um, I think we've all seen it from the likes of Didier Drogba. <laughs> if I'm going to name names, yeah, true. Okay, and um, dare I say that Italian teams have a little bit of a reputation for this historically. Yeah, yeah. As we but, saw towards the end of the match. <laughs> oh, your beauty! Yeah, I know that. That was a that was a very. It was getting a bit of a hard watch near the end, wasn't it? I mean, you got one yeah. team trying to play, and the other one that is trying their best not to play, which I found was was a bit bit sad really because they've got enough talent in in that team to not have to play that sort of tactics really yeah in my in my opinion and i think the fans deserve more as well but some interesting decisions by martinez for the lineup i thought i mean um the young uh, duku played didn't he on the left i know obviously that yeah. was a bit of a force change but you have people like um Martins, Carasso as well, who's had a fantastic season at Atletico Madrid. Um, Trozard as well. but And he went, obviously, for the younger option. I mean, he had a great game, but I must have raised a few eyebrows. Definitely did with me at the beginning anyway. Yeah, he did have a great game. And I was a little bit surprised because it's not like the Italian back line was short of pace at fullback. So... I was, I was a bit surprised by it, but to be fair, Doku had a fantastic game. There's some amazing bits of skill in there. Yeah. And um, he was an absolute live wire. So full credit to him. He, he looks like he's going to be a top, top player. Yeah. I mean, he's at red at the moment. So got, you know, he, he'll probably, you, you never know. He might be coming into a bigger club, no doubt, at some point. I'm sure he will. But no, I, I mean, what did you think to. Um, Lukaku's missed then obviously there's a penalty he bags that in and then arguably the most un-Lukaku-like shot this year really wasn't it it came off the defender's leg as as he had the hole of the goal to pick from (laughs) yeah I thought it was a bit unlucky more than anything you'd expect him just to put it in but then yeah, it just uh, hit Spinozola on the line, didn't it? And then the yeah. ricochet that rolled towards him oh. just bounced over his foot as well, didn't oh. it? <laughs> you know when it's not your day when that happens, don't you? Yeah. So that, that leaves them now with the last four. So we've got Italy versus Spain. Now, how do you think that's going to go, Dan? I could only see Italy winning that game, if I'm honest. I think, yeah. they'll, I think they'll win it comfortably. What were you say, 2-0? Uh, yeah, I'll go 2-0. I'll go 2-0. I think that in the middle of midfield in particular, the Italians have been so dominant. Yeah. Uh, they just beat a team with uh, Kevin De Bruyne in midfield. And De Bruyne, he looked great breaking forwards, but in terms of um, keeping possession and control of the game, I've not seen anyone really challenge the Italians on that front. I don't see it changing with that Spanish lineup either. No, and to be honest as well... The goalkeeping by the Italian goalkeeper made a fantastic save in the game, didn't he? 
remember who that was off. I think it was off De Bruyne, actually. And, you know, he looks a good pair of hands there, doesn't he, as well? I know he hasn't really been stretched too much, but the guy made his debut at Milan at the age of 16. (laughs) It seems like he looks world class, doesn't he? He's he's so athletic and so such a big unit as well. It's a rare combination. He's uh, he's looking um, for a new club, isn't he? He's out of contact. Yeah, I think it's PSG, I think, that he's going to. But he's got that charisma with it as well, hasn't he? He's sort of like no one's gonna, you know, I'm gonna, no one's gonna get past me, mate. <laughs> you know, don't yeah. don't try and bully me or do anything. Yeah, but also he's quite got a cool head with it as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's completely in control of the moment, so he's got everything you'd want in a goalkeeper. He yeah, it's fantastic. The only thing that came out of that, though, unfortunately for the Italians, was them losing their right back, wasn't it? He's out for the rest of the tournament now. Uh, Spinazzola, the, the yeah. left back, Sorry, yeah, the, the right footed yeah. left back, yeah, yeah, been fantastic all, all tournament as well. Yeah, I've big really, wrestling. really enjoyed watching him play. He's he's so direct and refreshing, and the way that he um, he travels with the ball as well. He's threatening to go both ways all the time. Yeah, and he just hits a sprint for the byline, puts the crosses in. No, it's fantastic to watch. It's going to be a shame he can't play for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that as well. But I'm sure they've got enough um, strength in depth by lots of things to to uh, to sort that out. And that leaves then Denmark, England. Then take, try if you can, Dan, and take that England cap off just for a second. Okay. And look at a balanced view. How do you think it's going to go? It, it's going to be a tight game. Although Southgate switched his formation today and played yeah. four at the back. Uh, which which is good. I think it's good that he plays horses for courses. He picks the team that, and the formation that he thinks is going to win in the game, and he's not fixated on a certain team and a certain formation. I, I like that. But in terms of how you're going to combat this Danish team, I think he's going to be quite cautious again. Um, I, I think that will make it quite a tight game. England will try not to get beat and to stop the Danes from playing. That seems to be their philosophy approaching every game. But then I think England will cause them problems as well. If they settle into the game well and early, then I, I think England will get on the front foot towards the end of the second half and move, press on from there. I'm going to go for a 1 0 England win. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about it as well, isn't it, that all the cards are now gone now. So you, people don't have to worry about picking up another yellow card or anything like that. So that's really good, especially for Rice, Phillips, and Maguire. Yeah. It'd be interesting who he plays on the right. Because I thought Sancho looked very crypt. He had that chance, didn't he? That fantastic turn to create the space. It's just a shame he didn't have the quite the accuracy to find one of the corners. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. You're right. I wouldn't even be surprised if he recalled Foden for the Denmark yeah. game. Um, that might be a, a bit more of a headache for the Danish defence, I think. Someone who's a bit more fleet-footed, yeah. cutting inside. Yeah, I mean, especially as we know that the Danes play or like to play three at the back. That's their philosophy, but they're very they play very slowish, big players. So, yeah, someone like Foden could cause like if he's on a one-on-one situation with Vestergaard, amazing problems. Yeah, exactly. That's the matchups they're going to look for. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Exactly. So yeah, that will be at the forefront of Southgate's thinking how he can create those matchups. I mean, I did, I did. I was impressed tonight. I mean, it's hard to compare how he would do tonight to 
the Denmark game because tonight was so, with all due respect to Ukraine, such an easy game really, and and it's obviously going to be it's hard to compare to the Germany game because that was such a different game emotionally wise. No, I completely agree, and that, that's why I say he's taking a horses for courses. Mm. He's looking at what the opposition bring, and he's picking a team to play that match, and he's not afraid to change it around. So um, I'm yeah. fully expecting him to do the same thing when we approach the Denmark game. Yeah, I mean to be honest, they're going to go into the into the match as favourites. I can see no reason why they shouldn't be favourites and why they they can't not win. So it would be very interesting. However. I think the 12th man with the England fans, as they are at Wembley, have been massive as well. And I'm going 2-1. I think maybe Denmark will take the lead, but then I think England just have that just have that power at the moment. They've got confidence. You've got you've got your fullbacks running both down the lines. I mean, Luke Shaw, I've never seen as good as he has been. Mm, at delivering yeah. a ball as well and just confident on the attacking side but he's he's still defending as well he's doing everything he needs to do yeah and I was again impressed with Rice <laughs> he's done a massive U-turn for me and Phillips they're both looking quite attacking as well Sterling was great tonight Harry Kane's getting more and more back to how he was he's getting the he's actually getting the delivery now that he needs yeah that's all he needed and I think the only way up is up, really. And if it don't get through, then it'd be a massive failure, I think. Even worse than the one in the in the World Cup, because you've got the home fans, your favourites to win it, win, sorry, the semi-final. Uh, and I think they could push any of the Sp- Spain or Italy in the final as well. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, one game at a time, though. Um, yeah, of course, beat, of course. They've got to beat Denmark, and Denmark have shown they can be very dangerous, and I'm sure that England will be very weary of that. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a tough game. Um, it, it is a clash of two heavyweights, in my opinion. It's a, it's going to be it's going to be a really good semi-final tie-up. And also, it wouldn't surprise me that the Danes have something up, up his sleeve as well, because what he did with the Welsh game was quite... In, you know, very good tactically as well that he changed the formation to man Mark Ramsey. It'd be interesting to see what he would do, whether Christensen will move into midfield to just go head on with with the attacking players of England or whether he'll put someone to man Mark Sterling or, you know, Hoiberg to go on to Sterling or something. You know, you just don't know quite what what he's going to do himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then um, if, if there's other tactics, you want to man-mark people, do you play Grealish, who picks up the fouls and gets people booked? If you do that early doors, then that's an advantage as well. So th- there's so much to think about tactically in this game. It can yeah. go a number of different directions. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this one's going to play out. Yeah, so we're going to have another three days now of England already winning the title, winning the championship, <laughs> as the media have already given England the, the cup and the... <laughs> but this is just perfectly played. Well, that will perfectly play into the Danes' hands. You can't, cannot ever write them off. Go back to 1992 Euros. They weren't even meant to be in that competition. They came through as a best loser due to what happened in Yugoslavia. And look what happened. Came out of nowhere and they won the thing. Yeah, and they did it without their best player, Michael exactly. Laudrup. Is that an omen? for doing it without Christian Eriksen this time round. Mate, that is a fantastic comparison. 
<laughs> and I wonder if any of the English media will notice that. I doubt that they will because they'll be too lapped up about England and whether Grealish is going to play or <laughs> are they going to go more attacking or whatever. So, yeah, beware of Denmark. That's all we say. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. This is not an easy tie. I, I might have been um, very confident for the tie against Ukraine, predicting a 4-0 win. Denmark is a different beast altogether. Do not take Denmark lightly. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got world-class players, haven't they? You've yeah. got players that play in England as well. So it's it's going to be a very interesting game. It, I don't think it will be an end-to-end thing. It'll be a, a tactical game of chess. Denmark love going down in, in the trenches to win those sorts of games as well. So, you know, it's a 50-50 clash. I'll probably give it slightly more to England, but you just never know. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, so have you got anything else to add, mate, tonight? Or is that everything about covered? Uh, no, I think that wraps it up for the quarterfinals. Yeah, great stuff. So that will be me then saying goodbye for this episode. Yep, and we'll see you at the semifinals. See you in a bit. Bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network.